Hello, I'm Doug, and welcome to the Crew of Japan podcast, a weekly podcast where we take you on audio journeys through Japanese culture. This time on Crew of Japan podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, the crew travels all around the prefecture of Hiroshima, which, like its Okonomiyaki, has many layers to it. A place that had gained notoriety for its tragic past, Hiroshima showed tremendous resiliency, rebuilding the city itself and its heritage sites. While recreating its image as a city of peace with so much more to offer. Fortunately, we were so lucky to be joined by longtime Hiroshima resident, co founder of Get Hiroshima, founder of Inbound Ambassador, and host of Seek Sustainable Japan podcast, Joy Jarman Walsh, who many may also know her as JJ Walsh. With her guidance and expertise, we explore everything Hiroshima has to offer. Including learning more about one of Hiroshima's most famous delicacies.、Uh, Hiroshima style is done in layers, so it takes longer and it takes more skill to make it.、Uh, it has a great heritage in Hiroshima. It was kind of created this style in Hiroshima after the war. Something many travelers notice about Hiroshima. It's a very walkable city, and what I often hear from international visitors is wow, Hiroshima has a center. Things to consider when doing the Shimanami Kaido bicycle path. I prefer going from Onomichi, doing like a half day cycle around the nearby islands, seeing all those beautiful views, and then visiting the local chocolate shop, Ushio Chocolate. The best times to explore Peace Park. Go around the park around 8 a.m. because at 8 15 every morning they have the chimes at the moment of silence, and that is the time that the bomb was dropped, and that happens every morning. So it's really interesting to be in the park walking around and you hear the chimes and you pause and you think about peace. And an incredibly underrated tip for traveling not only in Hiroshima, but anywhere in Japan. I would recommend, and, and this is not just for Hiroshima, I would say travel anywhere in Japan. When you arrive in a new destination, you're not familiar with the city, hire a local guide, even just for one hour. This episode is packed to the brim with some excellent tips and ideas for planning your next trip to Hiroshima. But enough of this intro, let's hop on a bullet train and head to Hiroshima Prefecture. All right, and we are back with the podcast. And Jen, I'm not going to forget, Jen is here with me. And we <laughs> <Yes> . also <laughs> yeah,、um, we have our special guests for this podcast episode. If you're online on Twitter, or on YouTube, on Instagram, you may know her as JJ Walsh. We have Joy Jarman Walsh with us.、Uh, Hi, and we're going to be talking. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Nice to see you. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for asking、yeah. me to be on. Great to connect、Thank、with you, you guys. Thank you for joining.、Yeah. Thank you for joining. Really excited to have you on. The co founder of Inbound Ambassador Consultancy, the founder.、Uh, founder, Inbound Ambassador. Founder of that. Co founder, Get Hiroshima. I know it's confusing. There you go. <laughs> I, I knew it. I, it's not confusing. You're just involved in a lot. <laughs> so much going on. <laughs> and, and the founder of the Seeking Sustainable Japan podcast. Yes. I didn't forget that. Which now shortened Seek Sustainable Japan just to make it a little bit easier and to、There、fit my hashtag in one line on Twitter. Yes, it didn't clip <laughs> off, right? <laughs> She wears many hats. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. You learn these things over time, right? Hit and miss.、Yeah. Why is it not working? Okay, let's assess. Let's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me here. I am so thrilled. I wish I could say I've actually been to New Orleans or Louisiana before. I have not, 
There is a wonderful organization called Glass Half Full that you have to check out. And it was started by two students at Tulane University. And I love their backstory. She said uh, they were a couple at Tulane University. They were having a bottle of wine. And after they finished the bottle of wine, they're like, oh crap, we don't recycle glass bottles in this area. This is going to go to landfill. This is a big problem. So yeah. they started this organization called Glass Half Full to change glass into sand. And they oh. give the sand to areas for disaster relief. So they're starting to build up sandbags around flood zones. Uh, they're giving or selling the, the sand and the glass uh, to art schools and uh, places that want to use it in rebuilding more eco style buildings. Um, they're doing great work. So I would definitely check out Glass Half Full and go drop your bottles there and uh, support the good work that they're doing. That is a great local initiative that I really hope comes to Japan. We really need that as well. We recycle a lot of glass bottles, but yeah. actually making it into another usable product, it's yeah. better because it has a lot less energy needs and it's something we all need. We need more sand around our beaches and our rivers as well. Everybody needs sand, right? Wait, so how did you hear about this again? This was from PBS, CNN. Okay. Like, okay. they had some really okay. good coverage yeah. recently. And uh, they started really small. I think they started just for their garden, just with their friends, glass bottles in a small machine into sand that they put in the garden. But now they have quite a big facility. They're doing thousands of bottles every week. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> Definitely check it out. Right down our right, right down our road from us. Yeah, right? awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> well, so go ahead. I want to give you an opportunity just to kind of introduce yourself to the our listeners who may not be familiar with you or your YouTube channel or you on social media. So the, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you very much. I'm originally from Hawaii and I've lived right. in Hiroshima for over 27 years now unbelievable and so it's become like my second home i co-founded get hiroshima which was really it was kind of grown out of this understanding that my husband and i both had wow there's a lot going on in hiroshima and nobody knows about it and so we yeah. started a website and it led to uh online like social media presence we have a lot of uh interaction on facebook and instagram and uh bit on twitter but it's, it's more of a way to kind of build a community of international mm -hmm. people living in Hiroshima. Also, a lot of international residents who want to visit Hiroshima, but they don't just want to go to Peace Park and Miyajima. They don't want to just do the top things. They want to stay yeah. a bit longer and really have a great experience. And I think that comes from the reason we settled in Hiroshima in the first place. We, we started as jets. And I in Kyushu in the South Island. Yeah. And I know you have had so many jets on your show, right? Yeah, we've had um, a few. Yeah. And so a lot of us, uh, we come over to Japan, kind of try Japan on the jet program. And I was yeah. no different. Um, my family was actually living here, but I'd never lived in Japan. My sister was in Tokyo. My dad was uh, down in Kyushu. And so I thought, eh, try it for a year and then go back to America. And I just enjoyed the teaching experience, but also traveling around Japan so much. And we had this great impression of Hiroshima from when we traveled through. 
And so uh, when we saw a job opening after two years traveling in Asia and having no money, <laughs> um, then we saw a job opening in Hiroshima. Where both of us were like, yeah, we, we like Hiroshima. We had a great impression. And so we, we got those uh, teaching jobs. We were in education for many years. And then kind of growing from what we started, those connections with Get Hiroshima, with local people, local businesses, um, introducing that to international people, then we grew our own businesses out of that. So that's where Inbound Ambassador came from. Uh, mm -hmm. The idea is I'm focused on sustainability. So I want to create appealing international visitor experiences, which are also really good for local people, really good for the local economy, local environment yeah. as well. And my husband's business is Jizo Hat. Have you ever heard of Jizo? The Jizo yeah, yeah. in Japan, Little right? Little statues, right? Yeah, and they're the, yeah. the traveler's guardian. So right. that's his, his business uh, name, Jizo Hat. Very cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on. Is that enough of an intro? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, but this is a whole Hiroshima episode. So I feel like Yay! the whole the whole so time is, is basically your opportunity. Yes. The world is your oyster. To really promote the area for sure. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Because so many people just, they don't know much about exactly. Hiroshima. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I've, you know, you know what people put out there and they mostly put out there the same old thing. Yes. Yeah. And you, you've got to play the hits, right? Like if, if yeah. people come to Hiroshima, they're going to want to go to Peace Park. They're going to want to see the A-bomb dome. They're going to want to go to Miyajima Island and see the right. giant floating toady gate. It's really cool, right? Yeah. Um, well, it but depends on since, what, what day you go, right? Yeah, <laughs> If you're yeah. lucky enough to see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's it's opened again. So you can. Oh, yeah, okay. it did All open right. again. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, but I, since last year, I've also been doing virtual tours because tourism oh, didn't cool. quite come back. The borders didn't open yet. And so yeah. on using HeyGo platform, and then that was a great way to connect with international audience. And so okay. many times people who join me online are like, I had no idea this is what Hiroshima looks like. I had no idea there was more to see than the Abom Dome and the Peace Park, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's it's been really great for me to keep my hand in of uh, what what things they're interested in, what kind of questions they ask. And then I pass that on when I do uh, sustainable tourism and guide guiding training, which I've been doing mm -hmm. online for a while. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. And well, I mean, that kind of brings us to the first part of our, our topic yeah. for today with Hiroshima is just the impressions that people have. And I think yeah. you've pretty much hit the nail on the head, you know, with, you know, Peace Park. The a you know the Genbaku Dome, you know the the Peace Museum, and Miyajima. I think that's like when people hear of Hiroshima, that's what they think of. Yeah, yeah because Doug, you've never been to Hiroshima, right? I've been twice. Once, oh, you twice. have. Kind of, okay. But both times we did the same exact thing, so it blends. Oh. So I, I I'm pretty sure it's been twice, but the second <laughs> time was very short, and we again overlap in terms of what we did. And did so. you just okay, did you day trip or did you stay over? It was an overnight. Um, okay. Yeah. And the, but the thing is that we were kind of, we got in kind of late in the evening, so we couldn't really enjoy too much. We ate okonomiyaki. And then, oh, you did? Okay, good yeah, for you. Yeah. And then the next day was more kind of the, again, the that whole Peace Park area. Yeah. And then you, kind of you were, shuffled You were over. playing the hits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, when I, when I went to Hiroshima, um, I did two nights stay. Because okay. I played this you. smart. Yes, I played it smart because 
like like we discussed, you know, everyone talks about the Peace Park and the museum and the dome. And I was like, that's nice. And I do want to do that. So I made a whole dedicated day for that. Good. But I also wanted to see what other things Hiroshima had to offer. Nice. So like uh, the second day, I think we did like the Hiroshima Castle. We did like the downtown area to go to like the Okonomiyaki Mall place thing with all the vendors. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to do in the city. Um, yeah. Definitely, and you can get around really easily. It's very you walkable. Can. I was impressed. Walkable and the local transportation. I took buses and was totally fine. Yeah, we've got streetcars. We've got a monorail. We've yep. got trains. We've got buses. We've got rent-a-bikes. You know, we've <laughs> got everything. Um, it was really awesome. It's a very walkable city. And what I often hear from international visitors is, Wow, Hiroshima has a center. You know, you visit a lot of cities like Tokyo and you're like, where is the center? Right? There's like <laughs> multiple, multiple centers all over. Yeah. But Hiroshima sure. has a center and it's all emulating from the Peace Park. So there is yeah. that real, that's the sole downtown of Hiroshima is around Peace Park. And then you've got, yeah. like you said, the shopping street, you've got the Okonomiyaki Mura where you can get the local yes. famous dish. Um, there's also a lot of beautiful lanes along the rivers. We have seven branches of rivers coming through the city. Mm -hmm. And you can cycle or walk along the rivers and, and go see things a little bit further outside of town. Hiroshima's castle was the center of town for hundreds of years. And yeah. so around the castle, you've got interesting suburb towns like Yokogawa, yeah. which was a kind of a castle in and out kind of gateway town for many years and they developed that's where they developed the okonomiyaki sauce otafuku developed there uh, oh, that's really? where yeah that's where they started making really interesting innovative products from Hiroshima uh, otafuku sauce was developed there it was also Mazda had headquarters there Mazda cars okay they started making steel things right so steel needles started there gold paper which was a big deal for like ceremonies and stuff. So there's a few interesting products in that town. And it um, that's also, that town has some innovators in it still. So every year they do zombie night, which is zombie unexpected. Night. Yeah, on Halloween. <laughs> and, and they do like free zombie makeup if people go and, but there's like a zombie cute theme. So it's not too scary and lots of kids and families come. Okay, that's um, cool. Yeah, but they've also got that the tram, the streetcar station, so it's yeah. really easy to go in and out or along the rivers as well. And are you are you kind of where you live? Are you located closer to the city center or are you on the outside on the suburbs? I'm in one of the suburbs and one of the older suburbs, um, okay. not far from the station. Um, mm -hmm. So it only takes us 10 minutes by bicycle to go into town or we can take a bus or streetcar really easy or just walk. Okay walk in yeah. 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes along the river, which I love. Um, but I wanted to mention in terms of your viewers, we have, and I bet you didn't know, we have a Cajun restaurant in Miyajima now. Do you? I did not know that. Yes. And it's so popular. It's called Gators. Gators. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And they actually also have alligator 
which they import from, <laughs> I guess they import, from, okay. yeah, they, well, we don't have alligators in Japan. Yeah, no, um, I guess so, yeah, yeah. So Cajun food, yeah, if you visit Miyajima, it's right there near the ferry port now. So you Are have the to, owners from New Orleans? Or? The owner is from Louisiana, yep. Oh, I'm going to be wow. doing some uh, Facebook Social media, yeah, might might take a look at that. We <laughs> love promoting to. our our fellow Louisianians. Yeah, it's called Gators Cajun Kitchen. If you okay. see a little bit of home in Hiroshima, wow! See? Nice. So there's a reason right there to come. Plus, I know you guys like spicy food. We have our <laughs> own. We have our own version of. We are famous for citrus in the Hiroshima area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you did a Shimanami cycling tour along the islands yep. and coast and to all the way to Shikoku Island from Hiroshima's Onomichi, uh, you would see loads of citrus farms all the way and over these bridges and everything. That's definitely worth uh, checking out if you have some time. But we created our own style of Tabasco. <laughs> own style called, of Tabasco. Called right. Lamasco. Which is La made Moscow. with lemons, right? So it's, oh, it's, a, okay. it's a riff riff on Tabasco, but it's La Mosca. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's one of our big products. So is it, is it like this? Is it yellow sauce? Like kind of like a yellowish yeah. tint to it? Okay. Yeah. And it, it has right. a nice like spice and citrusy flavor, which you got to. It's a good combo, though. You got to try. Well, I have to look and for then, that next time I go down there. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. uh, I think you guys like drinking too, right? We've got great sake. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> We've got great sake, local sake. For hundreds of years, Hiroshima has been famous for its soft water. So the area of Kure, the area of Saijo, Higashi Hiroshima, about an hour away from the city, is famous for sake breweries. And we have a lot of sake to choose from. And more recently, we have a sake company, which is also making gin. And Hiroshima Gin has been winning awards internationally, but you can only buy it in Hiroshima. So I can't tell you how many people stop me if I'm walking through Hiroshima Station who are visiting Hiroshima and they're like, we're leaving soon. Where can we buy the gin? (laughs) (laughs) We've heard about the gin. But it's only like from select stores. You have to go to like a real nice uh, liquor shop. Yeah. And they're not, they're only in big bottles. So you have to be a serious gin, gin drinker. They don't sell like travel size <laughs> no, yet. No little, no little like tiny little like airplane not bottles yet. or anything not like that. And Doug, I, f- I feel like we're getting the scoop here. I you know, are. we're getting all the inside. You this are. is this is what makes this prefecture special, right? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. And then you had okonomiyaki before, right? Mm-hmm. But yes. you can also get one of the toppings for okonomiyaki. You can order is jalapenos. Oh, so jalapenos! Right. Yeah. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I, my yes. husband got the oysters on top, but yeah. I didn't see no jalapenos. That's amazing! What? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta order the jalapenos next time. Uh, not every place has it, but quite a mm. few places. Uh, there is an international guy who trained with one of the famous okonomiyaki chefs, and mm. he runs his own shop called Lopez. And he actually, he's been doing it so long and is so popular. And that's in that town of Yokogawa that I talked about that has mm-hmm. the zombie night. They also have this place, Lopez. And he has the jalapenos on the okonomiyaki. And oh, all man. of the Japanese chefs that he has trained, they have jalapenos on their shop, okonomiyaki. 
So he's like trained about 10 or he's 15 got his chefs. Branches. Yeah. He's branching out there. He's the so tree. He's and creating the... that jalapeno trend. <laughs> I credit him at Lopez. Yeah. You're going to see it on like <laughs> like Japanese, like primetime TV, one of those tasting shows where like, umai, umai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gets a lot of TV crews in. And you guys know the difference between Ho- Hiroshima style and Osaka style, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For I, sure. But, but maybe maybe for our listeners. Yeah, if you would like to enlighten you, our listeners, yeah. though. They, they might not know. So right. when you come to Japan, if you see Okonomiyaki, and you see it all over Japan, uh, the most typical style is Osaka style. And that's because it's easier to make. It's faster to make. And so a lot of shops will do it easier. But Hiroshima style, okay, let's start with Osaka style. So everything, all the ingredients are mixed together. Mm-hmm. All the flour and water and and all the, the fish and all the different ingredients mixed together and then cook like a pancake, right? Yeah. Uh, Hiroshima style is done in layers. So it takes longer and it takes more skill to make it. Uh, it has a great heritage in Hiroshima. It was kind of created this style in Hiroshima after the war. A lot of working mothers, uh, they had lost their husbands and fathers because of the war. And so a lot of mothers to support their kids and support their family uh, would have these food stalls that they'd push into the center in Hiroshima. And they would serve this very simple dish of okonomiyaki they would get the flour from the occupational forces, the Americans and the Australians, and they would have water. They would also have cabbage because we had a lot of cabbage, we still do, from the Hiroshima area. So that's all it was. Those three ingredients, super simple in the beginning, but it would help fill people up uh, as they're trying to rebuild their lives, rebuild the, the city after the war. And so a lot of the okonomiyaki chains, they started with these really simple roots of these stalls in the city center. And can you believe a lot of the teppan, a lot of the metal uh, cooker that they would use for the okonomiyaki, they used metal from ships from the port in Hiroshima that were no longer usable as ships. They would take the metal and they would use that as their cooker. So there's so many interesting connections to the Hiroshima heritage and legacy. Otafuku, uh, which was a local company, they were making soy sauce and they were like, okay, we have this simple okonomiyaki. It kind of needs something. It needs a sauce. So they started developing the okonomiyaki sauce and now they make the, the most famous okonomiyaki sauce. So starting from those humble roots of just flour, water, and cabbage, now if you get okonomiyaki, you get it with that layer, but you also get noodles and meat and seafood and cheese and jalapenos and loads of other things. Like every, every shop has like some interesting spice or twist that they add as well. Yeah, I found that was a little niche thing of like, oh, we add this, we yeah, add yeah. this to ours. So it's very hard to choose what out. stall to go to. Yeah, yeah, that's their standout <laughs> appeal. Um, but that's that's why Hiroshima people get a bit offended if people equate Osaka style and Hiroshima style. Because you don't mm. have, oh, Hiro, Osaka style is great, but it doesn't have that long like legacy connection mm-hmm. that the Hiroshima style has. And uh, yeah, so Hiroshima people, very proud of okonomiyaki. And if you are true Hiroshima local, you know how to eat it. 
do you eat it layer by layer or no do you like... no but no. good guess good guess how do you do it? So you're know. sitting sitting in the okonomiyaki shop and usually yeah. there's yeah. the hot plate that it's cooked yeah. on. And yeah. then they push, you have the hot plate in front of you too. And they push it to in front to of you. you. Yeah, and you right? eat it off the hot plate. Yeah. Eat it right? off the hot plate. That's yeah. local style. Oh, Good job. Oh, okay. yeah. I just thought that was common sense, <laughs> <No>. honestly. <laughs> oh. Because That's a, lot of, a lot of visitors, even from around Japan, they'll ask for a plate. And then oh. they'll put it on a plate. Oh. But then Hiroshima people say, you never do that. You eat it with the hera, which yeah. is like a spatula. The little and spatula. You, yeah. And you eat it straight off the hot plate. And Look that's at a, me. That's a local I should, style. I should go to Hiroshima <laughs> and, and live there. I'm already part of the locals. Honor, honor I know how local. to eat. I already know how to eat their food. That's right. You would be very accepted. And then yes. uh, people smother the okonomiyaki sauce on top. Uh, a lot of people put mayonnaise on top. And then, of course, jalapenos and other spices as well. La Mosco, if you want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, my, my experience is, so I did have it while I was there. I don't remember if I offended anyone by eating it off of a plate or if I ate it off the hot plate. Oh, no, you're not going to offend anyone. <laughs> but but if they see people eating off the plate, they're like, yeah, they're not from Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, who's going to lie? We, we did the same thing in New Orleans. When, like People eat crawfish. Yeah. Oh, yes. or, or you're like you're, you're like mm-hmm, we judge we'll <laughs> right, right. You're like I'm not judging but I'm noticing I'm noticing <laughs> that you're not from here yeah. <laughs> most of my Hiroshima style like okonomiyaki experience came from like festivals like the little stalls at the festivals they, all they give you oh. is the little plastic yeah little, the plastic like, food thing. tray or whatever so yeah. Well, they uh, had yeah. some innovation recently at, at uh, food festivals. So instead of, because I, I try to avoid plastic wherever possible, there's sure. too much of it in Japan. Uh, it's really hard to avoid. But one of the good innovations is they're wrapping okonomiyaki around a, a chopstick. And so you, oh, can, what? Okay. you can get it, the festivals, and kind of get it yep. on a stick and eat it off the stick. And then you have oh, much cool. less waste. And no plastic. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes, Love they it. I actually had one of those in Kyoto. They had right? it at a festival in Kyoto. And I was like, Okonomiyaki on a stick, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So good. <laughs> uh, now, so I, I haven't seen it on a stick though. So okay. That's no, new. no, yeah, you have me. to come back. You have to come yeah. back. And then we just had a festival like like lots of food stalls and everything for the January first week of January visits, everybody mm-hmm. goes to the shrines and temples and they mm-hmm. buy their good luck charms for that year. And they take the previous year's good luck charms and they burn it in a sacred fire on the 15th of January. So we had a lot of people going to and from shrines and temples. So there were a bunch of food stalls set up around the big ones and yeah. they had okonomiyaki on a stick. So you would have been happy. Oh, yes. right, next time, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for it. They also have really interesting things like uh, chocolate bananas and uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. tiny little cakes, tiny little castella cakes in okay. like anime or manga characters. Like some of them look like Doraemon or different oh, Pokemon, okay. Pokemon characters. So that's always fun. Yeah. All right. There you go, Jen. <laughs> Are you a Pokemon fan? Yes, actually, yeah. I, I I actually did visit the Pokemon Center in uh, Hiroshima when I. Did. <laughs> okay, yeah, awesome. that's my yeah. that's one of my missions. Actually, I actually have two missions in Japan. I need to visit every Pokemon Center and I need to visit every castle. That's so right. I've, uh, I was going to mention wanna... that that we have one. Not yes, every city but has I love one. it because 
when I went, the Pokemon Center down there was doing a collaboration with the Carps. Okay. And I yeah, was like, I'm buying team. merch. Yeah. Yes, I'm buying merch for the baseball team because it's going to have a magic carp on it. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I bought like a shirt, a towel. Um, I bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. They got in a bit of trouble because they made a Pokemon stop, you know, for playing the app. They made us yeah. stop right next to the most solemn area of Peace Park, the oh, cenotaph no. in the middle. So luckily they got rid of that because you don't, you know, when people go, they're praying, yeah. they're putting incense, they're putting flowers and they're thinking about lost loved ones. Right. You don't want people around you going, spinning, yeah. spinning Pokestops. <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah, it, I didn't get it. Sure. <laughs> I didn't get it. You know, and you're like, come on, sense of place, <laughs> folks. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> so, so one thing I, I wanted to ask yeah, was go ahead. about Hiroshima itself. Like, I've only been over there. I want to say when I've traveled there, it's been in the late spring, early summer. But climate nice. overall, nice I know it's you. like western western side of Honshu. How are the winters? Like, how are yeah. the? Is it is it mild winters or is it super cold? Like, how is it? What is the climate like? Very mild. You you see me wear my my big insulated <laughs> scarf here. Um, so we're having a bit of a cold snap at the moment. But even yesterday when we had yeah. snow on the ground, I went mm -hmm. up to the Peace Pagoda, which you can see from Hiroshima Station. So next mm -hmm. time you come in Hiroshima Station, go out the new side, the bullet train okay. side, Shinkansen side. We have a new area where you can walk over the road. But if you look up in the hill, you'll see the Peace Pagoda, Silver Peace Pagoda. It is a beautiful place to go and look at the city because it's a great vantage point. Uh, you mm -hmm. can walk from the station up to that point in about 25, 30 minutes. Depends on your fitness because there's a lot of steps. Um, but you walk through loads of red toady gates. It's really beautiful. And then you go up to the Silver Peace Pagoda. I was up there yesterday doing a virtual tour. And it was cold, but it was blue skies, clear, sunny, and beautiful. And I grew up nice. in Hawaii. Right? So I find winter is <laughs> a challenge. <laughs> but there is enough sunny blue sky days, even in winter, to like keep me going. That's okay. great. Yeah. No, the only time I went was in summer. And oh my God, I was. Oh, summer's dying. hot. Yeah. Summer's summer really was hot. brutal. Oh, yeah. geez. I was sweating. It was bad. It was very hot. Summer is really hot. Um, but one of the things, because we have so many rivers, so we do have uh, people doing a lot of stand up and paddle on the rivers. Yeah. And we yes. have a, in that same town of Yokogawa, we have a guy who does uh, tours on the stand up and paddle. He does lessons and stuff. He also does a race once a year. He gets people from around Japan to come and they do loops of the rivers all around town doing like sup racing and stuff. So oh, we cool. do have the rivers. So uh, it is a nice way to cool off. Nice. So, so Hiroshima city itself, you know, obviously we've kind of touched on the importance of it. And obviously it, everyone is fairly familiar with the uh, historical background of Hiroshima. But what was the historical importance of the city pre-war? Yeah. What was it known for before, um, you know, 
atrocities. That is a very tricky thing to talk about in、yeah. Hiroshima because there is,、um, after the war, the city of Hiroshima was made a city of peace. And that、sure. is the peace brand, right? But right. as you said, exactly, long legacy of military、right. presence and aggressive military actions around Asia from. This area. So, we, whenever you visit a sightseeing place, you always have this balance between the old military aggression of Japan from this area and the present and future hope for peace. And hopefully, that balance is what people find really interesting because I, I find it fascinating. And,、um, So, did you know we have an island completely populated by wild rabbits called Rabbit Island? That's you know, in Hiroshima. I think I've heard of this. I, yeah. I, I, I want to say I've briefly heard of it. Obviously, I don't Jen, know exactly what it is. Jen's looking interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I am interested, but I, I never knew that Hiroshima had. Something like that. Yeah. So, we, I mean, I just did a short video on my YouTube channel the other day. I just went to a place that has donkeys. So, we have donkeys, we have wild deer on Miyajima Island, we have wild、yeah. rabbits in Takehara on Rabbit Island.、Uh, we also have certain areas which are famous for their cats, their friendly cats in Onomichi、yeah. and Takehara, right? But this Rabbit Island is really interesting balance between the old and new because it was a secret island during the war. Uh-huh. They were making poison gas there. So、oh, wow. it was erased from maps. Local people, local children who were recruited to go and make the poison gas, they have horrible stories about their experience, of course. And some of the poison gas made from there was used in China. It killed some people in Oregon because the poison balloon made it all the way to Oregon、oh, wow. on the jet stream、wow. after the war, and they happened upon it and they died. So, that legacy comes from this tiny island in Hiroshima called Okunoshima. So, there's that horrible past legacy, right? Yeah. But to rebrand the area, some local tourism officials were like, let's, you know, add some rabbits. And now it's really famous. <laughs> let's add some rabbits. It's really famous <laughs> as Rabbit Island. <laughs> And you have people all over Japan, <laughs> all over the world coming to Rabbit Island, loving to see the rabbits. And then there's information about the poison gas, but I don't think that's a bad thing, right? So no, no one I, lives on this island filled、oh, with I mean, rabbits, there, right? There is a hotel there, and people do stay there. Yeah. But you're, you're coming for the rabbits. You're like, oh、yeah. my God, so cute. Check YouTube, Rabbit Island. People don't even know that's in Hiroshima. It's so famous. People come all over the world. They love it. And then they're like, hey, there's this information over here about this used to be storage for poison gas. So it's like you're reminded a little bit about the historical legacy, but you're、yeah. there for the rabbits. But I don't think that's a bad thing in terms of tourism. Because、mm. would they get people to go if it was just a wartime poison gas island? I don't think so, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> And no. I knew about I, I, the deers in Miyajima. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know about the donkeys? I didn't know about the donkeys either.、Oh、you're, my you're, gosh, you're shocking me. So, where, so where are the donkeys? <laughs> I need a donkey map. I need an animal map for、oh、Hiroshima. Right I now, know, right? <laughs> We got all the animals.、Uh, it's near Onomichi. It's on the way to Fukuyama.、Okay. Fukuyama is quite a big city.
Uh, there's okay. also a really rundown but very interesting amusement park in Fukuyama. You're going to want to check out, which I love. Miruku no Sato <laughs> is just so fun.、Um, is it they still have open? Like a, yeah, it's still open. They have like an old retro area where you walk through like an old Japanese style town. They show you like retro Japanese products in one area. And then the rides are like a carnival type ride. Like, you're not、okay. sure how safe this is, and that makes it more <laughs> exciting, you know? <laughs> But that's also really near a great skate park. So, my, my kid's a skater, he loves going there. And then you're not far from Tomono Uda. Have you heard of Tomono Uda? I have not. No. Okay, so. Ponyo, ponyo, ponyo. You know that song? Oh, okay. 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 You know what? Yep. Okay,、yep. now that you're saying it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I knew、ponyo. that was in Hiroshima Prefecture. I just didn't know where. Yeah,、so、there you, you go. Now that you said it, you triggered、there、my memory.、Go. Yes. Yep. So, if you've seen Ponyo, that、uh, design of that town is Tomonoura because Miyazaki、oh, went there,、okay. he stayed there, he was inspired by it. And so that's、mm-hmm. the location of Ponyo, is that town. So, yeah, little tiny, another samurai village to visit because of Ponyo, but because of samurai as well.、Uh, they filmed one of the Wolverine films there too. So, oh, jeez. We, we, <laughs> we have a lot of like film connections. Uh, yeah. A lot of old Japanese films were filmed in Onomichi, the port town. Onomichi、okay. is now really famous as the start of the Shimanami cycling course, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, beautiful temples there, too. Yeah, and that's actually one of the places when I did go to Hiroshima one of the times. We did the Shimanami Kaido, we did the, the, the bike across all、nice. the bridge on the Seto Inland、yeah. Sea. That、it's、was、so、exhausting. It's beautiful.、Yeah. Oh my god! I can imagine. It's so、exhausting. beautiful. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm a wimp when it comes to bikes. I, and these are like mama chetty, like no <laughs> gears, no, you know, because now you have like the semi electric bikes where you can pedal, but there's like、yeah. a little bit of a motor there to help you along. This didn't have anything. So, like, I was like dying, like going up the hill, like, oh no, we gotta climb another damn bridge. Well, the, good thing、uh. is, the good thing is, they have better bikes that you can rent now.、Yeah, uh, you can get electric <laughs> assist if you need it.、Um, there's also from Onomichi, there's a lot of really great half day or full day trips from Onomichi. You can、mm-hmm. go just a little bit of the.、Uh, Shimanami Kaido. And for me, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a total wimp when it comes to too much cycling. I just don't like it anymore. <laughs>、um, so I prefer going from Onomichi, doing like a half day cycle around the nearby islands, seeing all those beautiful views, and then visiting the local chocolate shop. I love、oh. that. Ushio chocolate. They make beautiful vegan chocolate there. And then、right. um, there's an organic farmer that I like to visit. And there's a beautiful old red toddy gate on the ocean at this beach. So there's a lot of like near things that you can do. And then you come back to Onomichi and you can visit the Onomichi brewery. They make craft beer there.、Uh, there's so, a great pizza shop, you know? I love it. Yeah. So they have like ferries and stuff that would bring you from island to island, right? Yeah. And it's、okay. so close. So、yeah. the. From Onomichi, you basically you can see the island across called、mm-hmm. Mukaishima,、mm-hmm. and that's where the chocolate is and lots of cute shops and stuff. And so it's just like a five minute ferry to the other side. So if anyone wanted to explore these islands, they don't have to go have via to be on bike. a bike. Right. No,、yeah. you don't have to. You can, okay. you can cycle, you can walk, you can drive. Yeah. yeah. 
because everyone advertises it as like this great bike trail and i'm sure it, it is. is but for people that <laughs> don't like to ride bikes or who can't me hi yeah, yeah. um you know <laughs> i don't have that option i can't do this amazing thing because i don't know how to ride a bike <laughs> And there's and the ferries go from Onomichi and they go across, but they also go to other interesting areas nearby. So there's mm-hmm. this there's this town of Setoda, which most people do. Well, I don't know most people. Maybe most people go there by train and ferry, but a lot of people cycle past as well. But Setoda is awesome, and they have new cafes there. It's a really old little harbor town, really interesting to walk around. Um, they've got really nice hotels. They've got a great new onsen hot spring that you can go in um so there's little pockets of magic all over hiroshima can you can you do the, like the bike trail like they i know they have like bike lanes and stuff can you walk that as well do they have like a walking path for it or is it yeah. only you have to be on a bike i think or you there have to is no no you, you can right. walk you can walk yeah. for sure yeah yeah okay I, yeah. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, there is. There is. But that, that was that was one thing I remember. I actually, there was one trip that I, the group I was with was pretty great for the most part. There was a, <laughs> a, towards the end, it was towards the end of the trip. And I think we were all like kind of cabin fever, like on top of each other for like six days. And at the, towards the end, it was like, I'm like, all right, I just want to get back to my apartment where I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Too much group um, so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, right? Because you gotta, it is. you gotta all agree about where right, you're going, yeah. and there's yeah. nobody can agree completely, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I like some group travel and some free by myself. Small do group. what I like. Very yeah, small yeah. group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a good group, though. It was a good group, right. and we had a good plan. But it was just one of those things. This part of the trip was towards the end, and I was like, I, I didn't forget about it, but it was just like, okay, I just wanna. Like someone triggered my memory of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. That's right. I did do the bike thing. (laughs) Yeah. Another area that a lot of visitors like, which isn't really on the radar for most visitors uh, before they come over is Kure. Have you heard of Kure before? I haven't. No. No, So Kure Kure is where the battleship Yamato came from. Okay. And and it's still like an active Navy town. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of Japanese curry rice? Yes. Yes. Right? And I know uh, what you're about to say. Yes. <laughs> really? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, that was, it was pretty much brought up by the Navy. The Navy yes. kind of adopted this uh, Japanese curry. Yes. And not only that, did you know that each Navy ship had its own unique recipe of yes. curry rice? And so in Kude, you can actually visit different Navy ship connected, different recipe curry rice, oh, right? Nice. Restaurants oh, that right. keep keep that one recipe, which is a little bit distinct, right? And mm-hmm. there's That's people cool. who are loyal to just that one ship's recipe. It's really wild. Oh, I would love that <laughs> because I love Japanese curry. So. <laughs> And my friend, uh, she runs a tour guide there called Deep Kure. And so she introduced that to me uh, when I visited her. She also introduced, they've got great coffee roasters. Because if you're uh, in the Navy, you're going to need coffee because there's like all night shifts, right? So they've Uh got this long legacy of very strong, very good coffee. So if you like coffee, you like curry, you're interested in submarines and ships, you're going to want to visit Kure. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, coffee and, and curry already sold. Coffee and curry that, so. sold you. <laughs> But if you go to the Kure Port area, you can also see like a, an old submarine, and you can walk through and see、oh, cool. how they they used to live inside the the submarine. And then、uh, you can see a replica of the Yamato, which was like one of the most high-tech ships of the time during the war.、Mm-hmm. And I think they sunk it on purpose,、uh, just out of spite. In <laughs> so, so <laughs> it's under the sea somewhere at the end of the war as they were losing. And some really sad but very interesting things about there were、mm-hmm. some kamikaze who were basically on a suicide mission. In a submarine that was made not to ever return, right?、Oh, it was、really? like a human manned torpedo, and there's a really sad. But this is a part of history that it's、right. really interesting to learn about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So、Definitely. that's all in Kure, and a lot of people enjoy visiting Kure. Plus, famous for sake, a lot of sake industry, great sake there, there, great coffee, great curry. And then you can see like a lot of collaboration between the American military and the Japanese self-defense force there. So、okay. you'll you'll often see like an American submarine with the American flag next to a Japanese ship with the Japanese flag, and you're like, yay, collaboration, <laughs> teamwork, <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> so so Jen,、uh, real quick question for you: you when、yeah. you were there, you said you did the Peace Museum. Yeah, I did. As as an American going to that museum, how did you feel going in and then coming out? I want to know when you went because it's recently been changed. Okay, so I went back into the summer of 2019, so before COVID hit. Okay, so half was closed, perhaps. It、I、wasn't think- closed. It looked like some of it was under construction,、yeah. but I mean, I went to I think like two different museums or like maybe a different part of the museum. It was intense. I mean,、yeah. first we went to the Peace Memorial Park, saw like the、uh, memorial site. A bunch of school kids were there, I guess, on a field trip because there were a lot of students. Oh my god,、yeah. there were so many students. There's kids from around Japan who who come、yeah. as part of their school trip, right? Yeah, they yeah. do. It was a bunch of them from different places. I saw the thousand crane. Yeah, you the know, children's little, children's monument. Yeah, the children's monument, which is amazing story of Sadako Sasaki, right? Yes, which、yeah. I I heard the story and saw it in the little tiny museum that、yes. accommodated that story, and I I so wanted to buy the book. They had a book there, and I wanted to buy it, and I didn't because the people that I was with were like rushing me or whatever. <laughs> yeah.、Uh. Well, that's a that's a beautiful story because it is.、Um, it's about it's about her friends and how they rallied to have that children monument put into the peace park. In honor、yeah. of all the kids who died, not only at the time of the bombing, but for her story, it was ten years later. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. And inside the rest house, which used to be a kimono shop,、uh, it's right opposite the children's museum. Did you go inside there? It might have been under construction when you visited, but it's open now. Maybe that was under construction. I just remember I went into this.、Uh, I'm calling it a museum because it it looked like a museum to me, but it was. Almost underground, it looked like. Yeah, yeah. I know I went down and、um, I saw this like video presentation of like these awful stories from people who had like their like the effects of the bomb, and it, it was just oh my gosh,、yeah. it was it was intense. It's、yeah. really it's really powerful. When you went, that was only half the museum that was open. 
Um, mm. So now they've remodeled both both sides. It took a oh, long okay. time, um, but they have a lot of like very human story, personal story yeah. connected information, uh, okay. with, which which is done very tastefully. I mean, and they already have. A- they already did it, but I'm sure they just added more because I I remember specifically after seeing that video and then going into the museum and like seeing like clothing that they knew who wore it. Yeah. And well, what happened all, to them. It's all donated like, by relatives. The, right? Yeah, the families. Yeah. So quite I'm often, just like, oh my gosh. The exhibits will change regularly as well. Oh, and it's, really? Okay. It's all on loan from the families. And okay. uh, yeah, so. That makes you respect it so much more. It does. Too, right? It really it's- does. I remember I I stood at one section for like a good 20 minutes um, by myself because I just, after reading the story and then seeing the, the accompanying clothing items and objects with it, I just, I, I it was very mentally exhausting. It's powerful. It, it's it powerful. was so powerful. Very- and I think that's yeah. that's really important to remember for visitors who come. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Plan to get there. I always say um, go around the park around 8 a.m. Because mm-hmm. 8.15 every morning they have the chimes at the moment yes. of silence. And that is the yes, time that the bomb was dropped. And that happens every morning. So it's really interesting yeah. to be in the park walking around and you hear the chimes and you pause and you think about peace. You see all the beautiful displays. You can be around beautiful trees. They've done it so yeah. beautifully that you yeah. can really connect and recover, even though it's so heavy. And that's and kind then, of why I took yeah. a whole day just to do that area because I didn't want to be rushed. I didn't want to, you know, half-ass it. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to give the area, that area and those things, the respect that it deserved. Yeah. Um. So I, I literally say, took a whole day to do everything. Yeah. I would yeah. say give yourself at least half a day. You don't want to be rushing in and out. That's for sure. No, you because don't. You really you don't. You want to take your time and go through the museum. There's so much to take in. There's so, so many much stories and There's artifacts. There's even like a a model of you know they they had a light display where it showed you like where the bombing like where it landed and how expansive the explosion was and how, mm-hmm. what areas it affected and it was an experience everyone yeah. needs to go check it out I, th- I think too growing up in america going to school and learning history from an american perspective it really mm-hmm. that for me really opened my eyes oh, to it did. Like something, you know, you you hear about it and yeah, you get, they kind of like, they're not glanced over in American history, but they mention it and you talk a little bit about it and then you move on to the next period, like the Korean War or whatever, you know, like the, the all the chains of wars during the 40s, 50s, 60s. But like to see that, and I, I remember vividly the, um, not the shadow, but like the imprint of the like the person on the wall, like where the spot yeah. behind the person was standing and people just disintegrate it like sh- yeah. you know because of the intense heat and the yeah. the blast right um yeah. so it is really powerful and it is really, it really devastating is. so i always recommend uh, people do that early morning start walking around the park go in the museum give yourself an hour and then from there go have some lunch in a nice place we have so many great dining options sure. or sit in a cafe try to decompress a little bit, have some nice food, talk to some nice local people, and then walk up the river 
from the Peace Park along the river, and you can see some of the A-bomb survivor trees as you head to the castle. And the castle is really interesting and beautiful. And around the castle, we have some trees that also everybody thought was destroyed. And when they grew back, they gave all the people so much hope. And there are these official plaques from Green Legacy Hiroshima, a UN organized uh, organization to take care of these trees and document these trees so that we can appreciate that they grew back and they're thriving. And they collect these seeds from these trees and they send it around the world to places that are trying to recover from war. Oh, okay. In hopes that those seeds from Hiroshima that survived and regrew can regrow in their area the and give them hope and pass on that peace legacy. So from Peace Park, you can walk by some of the A-bomb survivor trees, take in their beauty and appreciate their growth. Go to the castle. Around the castle used to be military installations, as well mm -hmm. as in the castle, you've got samurai things to look at. You can see yeah. a great view of the area from the castle. Um, the castle grounds used to be a lot bigger all the way to the river, right? And then I recommend walking over to the gardens and the prefectural museum. They have some nice exhibits inside, but the Zen gardens at that area are just so beautiful. They were created for the Asano clan who used to rule the area for a long time. And uh, you can see beautiful, it's called the landscape garden. So you have all these gorgeous old pine trees that have been uh, beautifully guarded, landscaped to look like giant bonsai. And they are trained to gracefully uh, move in different directions and there's thatch roof huh. tea houses. Um, there's different events seasonally, seasonal blossoms and seasonal colors all year. So that's definitely somewhere you want to go. And I think after being at the Peace Park and having that intense, powerful experience and then seeing the castle, which is beautiful and has heritage and history, and then seeing the gardens, which are beautiful and quiet. I think that's a nice balance for visitors, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes it throws you too much to try to go in and do some shopping or, you know, right, like try to do right. anything too normal after that. Yeah. It, it, you need that. Like, like you said, decompress, I think is the best word for it. Yeah, like kind of allow yourself to go through the, the, the emotional wave that you're going on. You know, Absolutely. it was, it was tough. It was tough. The important thing to remember as you're walking through, even as an American, you know, you feel very, very powerfully impacted by mm -hmm. what your country did, right? Yeah. yeah. But you, you do have the hope that we won't do this again, that yeah. we have learned from our mistake, that this was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Uh, there, there is one very famous poet, Hara Tamaki, and some of his poems is around the Peace Park. And he was a very active peace activist. He survived the bomb. His wife, unfortunately, died. So many of the people he loved died after the war. And he was so deeply affected by what happened. Yeah. And uh, you see his poems around a lot. But when MacArthur was talking about using the bomb again in the Korean War, he threw himself, Tamaki did, threw himself in front of a train in Tokyo as a protest because oh, wow. he felt so strongly that no nuclear weapons should never be used again. 
Now, to us, it's like, what a shame that he can't have conversations anymore, that he's done that. But in Japan, using ritual suicide as an ultimate protest has really long history. Yeah. Right? So it's hard for us to understand the power of that, like in terms of Japanese culture.、Um, but that, that's always something so powerful to me that. When you talk about Hiroshima, you know, like we've got it in rap songs or, you know, pop culture. Oh, I'm going to Hiroshima you or whatever. It's not. When you visit Hiroshima, you know, you don't say that lightly. You know yeah, yeah. what happened to the people.、Right. And that's, that's the wonderful role of Hiroshima to the world. So, thank you so much, you, you two, for visiting. And we appreciate anyone who's interested in visiting. But we just want to remind you it's not just the Peace Park. Like, we、right. have、yes. so、exactly. much more. So, please come and stay. Definitely do the Peace Park. Definitely stay and see other areas because once you do that, you realize you have so much respect and you should respect. So many of the local people who rebuilt that city and didn't、Absolutely. give up after that, right? Yeah. So, I did have a question for travelers who are going to Hiroshima. We talked about travel within, within the city with a streetcar versus the bus, the trains, the monorail. But getting to Hiroshima, like let's say you're flying into Tokyo. Bullet train.、Um, or Osaka. Bullet、yeah. train is probably the most convenient or most. Most, most travelers would get the, the rail pass. Right,、mm-hmm. and then they can、yeah. travel around Japan for a week or two weeks、uh, as much as they like on the rail pass. All of us locals、mm-hmm. are so jealous because it is such <laughs> a discount pass. You cannot buy one ticket for us as local people、um, for the same price as a week's pass. So it's really good value. Aren't they opening up the rail pass? I thought they were doing domestic or some kind of discounted ticket plant. No? Okay. No, no. Am I missing? No, I'm maybe no. I'm missing you guys, you guys are lucky. So I think a lot of visitors <laughs> don't realize how good value that is because、um, people、yeah. do complain of the prices of the train, but、mm-hmm. the efficiency, right? You can't compare、yeah. to, I、yeah. don't know anything in America that we can compare that to, no, right?、Nothing. That's so not, fast, not, 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 uh, so high quality,、yeah. <laughs> great service, so clean.、Yeah. You're gonna love it. Yeah. I guess we so, just had that bullet train movie come out, but it's not、oh, as nice as that. <laughs> I still need it's, it's on my Netflix like, list like, to watch. I, I, I wanted to I watch it. I don't know. It so looks、bad. so ridiculous. So it is. That's why I want to watch it, though. Yeah, That's why I want to watch it. It's fun. <laughs> but in the movie, the bullet train, I just want to warn people our actual Shinkansen's are not as classy as that. Uh, they have, like, they have、yeah. like a futuristic version of what we、yeah. hope it'll look like in the future.、Um, you won't find any heated, fancy toilets on the normal Shinkansen. But he has, Brad Pitt has an obsession with the heated toilet in the movie. So sorry to <laughs> do a little spoiler for you. Those, those heated toilets, though, they come in handy. I'll tell you, you know, especially during the winter. They're amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely、uh, getting to Hiroshima City by Shinkansen. You can also use the Shinkansen to go to Onomichi. They have a Shinkansen station. Oh, do they? Okay.、Uh, if you wanted to go to Kure, you would want to do the normal train. But it's, it's still you know, very fast, very efficient. We、sure. have a lot of train lines going to the smaller areas. That's、okay. good to know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And then,、um, you know, in terms of building an itinerary where you include Hiroshima, I know a lot of, again, a lot of people go to Tokyo or start in Kansai 
Yeah. Uh, Hiroshima is kind of out westward. So it's a little bit, I don't want to say out of the way, but yeah. you know, it takes a little bit more effort to get out there because Definitely. you're kind of but, not but central why, anymore to something. That's why I always recommend, you know, the, 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 you, a lot of travelers when booking from abroad, they're like, oh, I'll just book one week in Tokyo, one week in Osaka, and then I'll just day trip from there. Right. Yeah. And usually Hiroshima is considered a day trip destination. But don't do that because you are going to be stuck when you're traveling, right. day tripping. You're going to be stuck in the crowded time of all the commuters、yep. traveling、mm-hmm. as well.、Mm-hmm. And you're going to miss all that magic time. Like, I'm an early morning riser. I always wake up early, go for a little wander around, and then go back and have breakfast. Right. And so、yeah. you get that early morning magic when there aren't any crowds. There's no commuters, there's no other tourists, and you're not going to get that if you're day tripping from somewhere else. So,、yeah. definitely. I'm not, I'm not a big day tripper person.、No. I like to stay in places. So,、yes. I move around a lot when I travel. Yeah, that's the yeah. best way to do it. So, I would recommend you're booking a, a trip for one week, two weeks in Japan. I would do two nights in each destination that you want to be in. And、yeah. as you're traveling around, you're moving every two nights to different destinations. You're going to、yeah. have a great trip that way. Oh, yeah. Instead of yeah, going back、sure. and forth to the same big cities, which are so busy, right? They are.、Yeah. And, and you don't know what you stumble across. Like, you may be going from Osaka to Hiroshima, but if you make it you know, in, on the way, you're like, okay. I'm not as rushed to get from point A to point B because it's a day trip. Yeah. So I can stop at point C. <laughs> yeah. Stop somewhere、yes. in the middle and, and、yeah. hop off and, and see what's there. Yeah,、um, absolutely. Yeah. I, so, when, one other that. tip that I would recommend is、uh, sending your bags, your big bags ahead to the next hotel. So, if you're doing two nights in Osaka and then your next two nights is going to be Hiroshima, for example. Um, you would on the morning before your second day, anyway, give yourself like a day in advance, make a day bag, and send your big case ahead to your next hotel by Takubi, which is the local delivery、yeah. service. You can do that from your hotel, you can do that from convenience stores, and it just saves you so much hassle. I didn't know that that existed. Oh my, oh my gosh, God, it is it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> and it, the Shinkansen's, they're not big, right? They're not built to handle no, all、not. these big bags.、Yeah. And other commuters and other travelers are always like, oh, I hate your big bag, as well as you hate your big bag, right? Yeah, but if, there's not if you send, you just like so freeze you up. And then, like you said, Along the way, you're like, oh, maybe I'll stop in Kobe and wander around for a bit. Why not?、Right. I've only got、right. a day bag. Why not? I'm going to stop in Himeji Castle on the way and see Himeji Castle. This is a famous castle on the way. Why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you arrive at your next destination and you check in about three. Your bag's there. Perfect. Why not?、Yeah, I mean, especially those Takibin ones. If it's just、yeah. going from city to city, I mean, that's. I mean, sometimes it, it depends. Like, if you send it first、yeah. thing in the morning, it should be、yeah. there by, if not by that night, you know, the morning, the, the next, next morning. morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It costs maybe 2,000 yen for the biggest bag. So,、yeah. under 15,、no. like about 15 bucks each time.、Yeah. But you will be thanking yourself that you did that <laughs> because there's not enough lockers in all the stations. So, no, even if you、not. thought, I'm going to get a locker, no, 
not going to happen. And then you would have to find your hotel right away to leave right. your bag and then go sightseeing. Whereas if right. your bag is already there, yep. you're free to take your time once you arrive. Maybe go for a hike to Peace Pagoda, go to that amazing Zen garden, mm -hmm. go to the castle, go to Peace Park, and then check into your hotel. Perfect. Yeah. Man, no. I wish I would have known that. Now you, know. now you now know. Now you do. Now I know. Now you do. Now I know. I, I was that poor soul that got to Hiroshima and was like, all right, let me check into my hotel because I need to put my bag somewhere. And I was like, can you and, hold my bag? And for Hiroshima, the station is not right next to the city center, right? No, it's, it's not. Gonna, it's going to take you 20 minutes by yeah. train or mm -hmm. bus or taxi to get yeah, to your is. hotel from the station well i was smart i did book a hotel next to the station because okay. i was like i knew go. that that was what was gonna happen so nice. i was like immediately yeah. get off the station and hotel's literally right there and get rid so. of that bag because you start yes. hating those big bags don't you, you as do. you travel you're like do i really need all this stuff what am i doing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those are my tips. I've got more, so you, you can got, always. You've given you us so always, much. Oh, good. Oh my goodness. Good. It's there's so many good pieces, nuggets of information that. Yeah. Can I can I give one more tip? So Absolutely. I I would recommend, and, and this is not just for Hiroshima. I would say travel anywhere in Japan. When you arrive in a new destination, you're not familiar with the city. Hire a local guide, even just for one hour. This local guide can really connect you to so many great insights of the area, places you want to eat. You can ask all your questions about things that you particularly want to do. And they give you an overview of your destination so that for the rest of your time there, two or three days, you're just so much more familiar and so yeah. much more connected. It's like people always tell me, oh, yeah, but everything's online now. Yeah, but there's too much online and not all the information online is good information, right? Yeah, because so it's it, like, how long are you going to search for this information yes. before you're just sick and tired of looking for it so you give up? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And quite a lot of the big companies doing a lot of the information, they don't even code to that destination. They're just writing like from online research like you're doing. So right. if you get a local guide, they know they are connected. Plus, they can introduce you to other local businesses and other local people and make you feel connected to the place. You're yeah. not just an outside visitor. I have had so many people who have spent two, three weeks traveling in Japan by the time they come to Hiroshima. And they say to me, I'm so lonely. I haven't talked to anyone real. That's that's you my know? husband. <laughs> like they only talk to people selling them things. They don't have a chance to chat with people yeah. because Japan's kind of a polite society, right? It is. So yeah, kind you, of mind, kind of beat yeah. to yourself. Don't bother others. And it's like, but you're not going to bother me. I just, well, you're not bothering me, but you could be bothering them. So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you hire a local guide, you can make that local connection and talk to someone who's friendly and, you know, tells you friendly places to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great Absolutely. Oh, it is. It is. And yeah. is that where you come into play? Yeah, that that might be where you connect with me, too. Um, but I've, I've been doing these online uh, seminars because I, over the years, I've had so many guided tours uh, with people who aren't good communicators. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. They're good... Uh, tour guides, they know their information, but they don't know how to connect to the visitor. 
They're yeah. just the person carrying the flag and telling the information. But I can yeah. read a signboard. I can get that information online. I want right. to train people who connect and who are interested in you as you right. travel and want to hear what you're interested in and where you're from, you know? So I've been doing these uh, online sessions with uh, tour guides and with a focus on sustainability, like sharing your personal stories, sharing great places that people can go and, and uh, support, which also really supports the local economy. Don't just come to Hiroshima and go to Starbucks and McDonald's. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We have those. We have those. <laughs> But uh, they do. Please, please go to the <laughs> local places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. You can reach out to me in bandambassador.com or online or through my YouTube channel, and I can recommend great local guides who've gone through my courses, who know how to tell great stories and really connect you and your experience to your visit. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. We'll make sure to put links to Everything all of that in, the show notes. in our awesome. show notes. So that way, if after someone listens, it's like, oh, crap, I'm going to Hiroshima now. Yay. Yeah. But now they have all your information. They know where Yay. to find you. That's I mean, <laughs> heck, I've already been and I want to go again now. I Yay. feel like I have the inside scoop. So now I got to go and do it again. And you, well, and you know think, a local. I think, that's yeah. why, I think that's why my husband and I have been here so long. Because by doing Get Hiroshima, by doing Jizo hat by doing in Bound Ambassador, we are connected to so many local people and local businesses, but also to so many visitors who just have a great time and really appreciate the insights that we share, you know? Yeah. And they, they yeah. want to come back or they come back and live. And then you're like, okay, that's validation. I um <laughs> I hear some stories sometimes where people are like, I got my girlfriend off of your website. I got my furniture. I found my place to live. I found my car. And I'm like, yes, we are helping people. You know, it's so validating. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that's how you possible. got your girlfriend. And he's like, I went to an event that you listed. And my girlfriend, uh, that's where I met my oh, girlfriend. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. Cool. Good. Matchmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> Unintentional, yeah. I guess we used to have classifieds for a long time on Get Hiroshima. We don't have that anymore, but that's where they got the furniture in the car, too. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, it's great talking to you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. We're getting, we've already gone over an hour. I and mean, this is, again, I, we could spend time talking all day about all this stuff. Yeah, this is, I love the love travel it. episodes. The travel yeah. episodes are awesome. always the best. So fun. And I, I think travel is such a great, very positive, very sustainable way for us to connect our countries. You know, yes. I, I feel like I'm Hiroshima Jean, like a Hiroshima person now, but I'm definitely American <laughs> as well, right? I'm a mix. Right. Yes. Um, but I think um, there's a lot of unsustainable things with a lot of our... Uh, connections between our countries, right? Yeah. But if you're sending visitors to come to Japan who are interested in the culture, interested in the traditions, want to connect with people, that's the future we want to create, right? Yeah. That's the yes, sustainability we want to seek. For sure. So thank you so much for you guys, what you're doing with introducing Japan to your listeners. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, th thank you thank for you. helping us. Yeah, we, we couldn't yeah. do this without you. So, My yes, pleasure. exactly. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank All you. All right, you too. You too. Thank you.
What an amazing conversation that was, just talking a broad spectrum of Hiroshima-centric topics. We just want to say thank you to Joy Jarman Walsh, or JJ Walsh, however you may know her, for taking so much time to sit with us today and share so many awesome travel nuggets. Whenever you have a moment, check out her Seek Sustainable Japan podcast and all of her other content. We'll have it all linked out in the show notes. Seriously, though, I learned so much about the sites and the history of Hiroshima. It has so much to offer, not only as a tourist destination, but also as a symbol of resiliency and dedication to a much more peaceful global community. In fact, the spotlight will be on Hiroshima and its commitment to peace in mid-May 2023 as it hosts the G7 Summit. Sidebar, definitely keep that in mind if you're traveling to Hiroshima in those weeks. With that said, I'm so looking forward to the opportunity to travel down to Hiroshima and check out some of those spots that Joya mentioned, especially some of those along the Shimanami Kaido. Have you been to Hiroshima before? What destinations are on your Hiroshima wish list? Share with us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. You know where to find us. If you don't, let me just spell it out for you. K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N, Crew of Japan. On Twitter, at Crew of Japan. Instagram at Crew of Japan Podcast. TikTok, same thing as that. Facebook, just search the name. You're good. And also on YouTube, we've been starting to post more content on YouTube. So again, just search Crew of Japan Podcast. While you're there, give us a follow, subscribe, like, retweet, share, thumbs up, whatever floats your boat. Let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. Or maybe you prefer to provide your feedback in a more private setting. Send us an email at crewofjapanpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, I'll spell that for you. K-R-E-W-E-O-F-J-A-P-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Speaking of feedback, if you're enjoying what you're listening to today or in our previous episodes from season four or any of our other previous seasons, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast streaming app. As always, any and all support is greatly appreciated. That's it for today. Until next time.